Simple Suttas, a podcast on original Buddhism. Visit us at simplesuttas.wordpress.com. Scenes from the Life of the Buddha too. Once Naganta Natiputta, a spiritual leader and teacher of the Nagantas, hatched a plan to embarrass the Buddha. He said to Prince Abhaya, Prince, I have a plan to make you famous far and wide as the man who showed that Gotama is a fraud. Go and ask him, do awakened Buddhas ever speak in ways that are rough or insulting? If he says yes, then you can retort, then that makes you no different than anyone else. Anyone can speak roughly and insultingly. But if he says no, then you can retort, didn't you get upset and insult Devadatta? Didn't you say that he is headed for hell? Devadatta was extremely upset when you said these things. You are a hypocrite. If you quiz him this way, he'll be tricked and he'll be stuck with a dilemma. No matter how he answers, you will win the argument. It would be like he swallowed a nut with thorns on both sides. He won't be able to swallow it or vomit it up. So Prince Abhaya did just as he was uh, told. But when he got to the Buddha, he had second thoughts. He looked up at the sun and decided, now's not the time. I'll try tomorrow. I'll invite the Buddha for a meal and then try to embarrass him in my own home. So he invited the Buddha for a meal and hurried away. The next day, Prince Abhaya practiced what he would say to the Buddha again and again. He served the Buddha a fine meal and then sat down to question him. Just as Naganta Nataputta had told him, the prince said, Do awakened Buddhas ever speak in ways that are rough or insulting? The Buddha replied, There is no simple yes or no to that question. And just like that, the Nagantas are defeated. Yesterday, Naganta Nadiputta told me to trick you by asking you this question, but instantly you saw through the ruse. While he was talking, a toddler came and sat in the prince's lap. The Buddha said, Prince, if this toddler put a stick or a rock in his mouth, what would you do? I would take it out right away. If I couldn't get it out easily, I would crook my finger and pull it out. Even if I drew blood, it would be necessary to help him. Just as you would do whatever you must to help that little boy, I will only speak in ways that are helpful. I will never lie, even if it might be helpful in the long run. I would never say anything that is not helpful, even if it would butter them up and make them happy. In that case, I would just hold my tongue. Of course, if there is something to say that is true, helpful, and sweet to hear, I would tell them. But those things that are true and helpful but are difficult to hear, I do my best to find the right time to share that with them. Majjhima Nikaya 58 As the Buddha lay dying, he said to Ananda, When I am dead, some Buddhists may think, we no longer have a teacher. But Ananda, my teachings and my rules will be your teacher after I am gone. If the community of monks and nuns wants to get rid of my minor rules, you are free to do so. Then the Buddha said to the entire group of monks, Monks, if you have any last questions about my teaching or about me or about spiritual practice, now is the time to ask. Don't regret not taking this final moment to ask. But the monks were silent. Again, the Buddha said, If you are too shy to ask, please ask another monk to ask for you. Again, the monks were silent. 
Again and again, the Buddha asked if there were any last questions, but the monks said nothing. Then the Buddha said, All experiences are ultimately satisfactory. Don't give up. These were the last words spoken by the Buddha. Diganakaya 16 Not long after the Buddha had died, Ananda was living in the bamboo grove at Rajagaha. King Ajatasattu of Magadha was preparing for war against King Pajota. One morning, Ananda went to Rajagaha to beg for food. Seeing that it was too early, he stopped by to see the Brahmin Gopaka Mughalana at his office. Gopaka Mughalana warmly welcomed Ananda to sit and talk. He asked Ananda, Are there any of the remaining monks as accomplished as the Buddha? No, replied Ananda. Even though there are many fully liberated monks, none can say that they discovered the path on their own and taught it to others. Only the Buddha. At just that moment, the chief advisor to the king of Magadha, Vasakara, came to Gopaka Mughalana's office for a visit. He chatted with the two of them and told them he was in Rajagaha to supervise the war preparations. After a time, he asked, What are you two talking about when I interrupted? They told him about their conversation. Interested, Vasakara asked, Yes, who will take over as the new Buddha? Ananda replied, Nobody will take over. The Buddha was quite clear about that. But surely, Vasakara continued, there must be some monk recognized by the senior monks as being in charge. No, replied Ananda simply. Well, then who keeps the peace? Who makes decisions? The Dhamma is our refuge. I don't understand. General Vasakara, Ananda patiently explained, the Buddha has given us his teachings and has given us a set of rules called the Patimokkha. Every two weeks, all the monks or nuns in an area gather on the Apostata Day to recite the full set of rules. Any monk or nun that remembers committing an offense during the past two weeks confesses and accepts the consequences. This is how we manage our affairs. I see, replied the general. Well, are there any monks that you especially respect? Yes, absolutely, said Ananda. There are ten things that we especially respect in a monk or nun. One who strictly follows the rules of the Parimokkha. One who learns, remembers, and understands the Dhamma. One who is content with little. One who has mastered the jhanas. One who has mastered the supernatural powers, such as flying, walking on water, and walking through walls. One who can hear sounds both near and far, on earth and divine. One who deeply understands the minds of others. One who remembers their past lives. One who can see the lives of others and see where their actions will lead to their next life. And one who is purified to the point of liberation. Anyone with these qualities is highly respected and trusted. Vasakara said, I can see how people like this would be respected. I remember once I went to visit the Buddha when he was staying at Vesali. He was giving a talk about meditation. He was a great meditator, you know. In his talk, he was praising every type of meditation. No, Ananda replied, the Buddha did not teach that every type of meditation was equally good. If one meditates with a mind full of desire for pleasure, they will not have a good meditation. How can you understand the escape from lust with a mind full of lust? His meditation will be a mess. Likewise, a meditator with a mind of anger, laziness, restlessness, remorse, or doubt will not have a good meditation. Instead, the Buddha recommended practicing jhana. Now I understand, replied Vesakara. 
Thank you so much for teaching. But we are busy, and now it is time for us to go. So Vasakara Anananda stood and left. Majjhima Nikaya 108